Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning, Bob Sekoler and the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you until the top of the hour. Got a packed show, great people with you. Let's get into it. Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Office is joining us. You can reach Chuck, who does a great job with closings and a whole lot more at 499-6360. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Services. They're the number one home team inspection service in the country. Is it six years in a row? Six plus. Yes, sir. You can reach Brandon and the team at 844-411-TEAM. Also back, my son, Greg, who does our marketing, photography, and so much more. And you can reach me anytime on my cell phone. We are looking for homes to list and sell because we keep selling them. And we have 10 plus buyer agents ready to help you find a home at 376-5483. That is 376-5483. I cannot tell you guys that uh, this past couple of weeks, as I go to listing appointments and pre-list appointments, how many people tell you tell me that they listen to our show? And we thank all of them and all of you who are listening. We appreciate that. That's why we do it, to help you. Uh, this is just a little tidbit, and then we're going to get into some questions. A uh, tidbit of information I wanted you to, uh, to hear about, folks. Home prices in the Seattle metro area. Yeah, Bob, I know. I know that we don't live in Seattle, where where, but this is Louisville. But listen, and Southern Indiana, Seattle, they're expected to rise eighteen percent over the next year. That's according to a new study by a group called Porch. Apparently, over the past eighteen months, home prices across the nation have shot up to levels unseen since the buildup to the two thousand eight financial crisis. Porch smorch. Well, no, I, this is it's Seattle, so we should be thankful. Well, the good thing is, yeah. we've always been semi-insulated in a good way. So in the, when it's good, it's not a, a crazy bubble burst for Louisville. And when it's bad, it's not a terrible bubble right. burst. Very true. The, this goes on to say from uh, Zillow, Redfin, Census Bureau, and these researchers at Porsche, they're calculating that home prices in the next coming, this coming year, 2022, uh, nationally, now not locally, but nationally, they're expecting to rise by more than 37% over this year you're over here. what huh i i am i am holding in my hand the paper that well, I printed. that's why yeah good thing your your background blurs it because yeah we go back to pork smorch in louisville kentucky we are not thought, no we're not going to see it but that's rise. locally i was going to say i've different. got some comic books back at home that i can go grab up if, yeah if, if, it if sounds like the ntf crypto craze yeah. Yeah. What, what, give, show me a 30 percent investment i can put in game. i'm just telling you what it says yeah, listen man. i'm reading it yep and we'll attributing see. it we'll see. just we'll fyi see. if you would like to see a replay of this show you can go to louisvilleanswers.com that's louisvilleanswers.com it's a redirect to our youtube channel where we record our show on Zoom for rebroadcast. By the way, uh, we should tell you, because we're in a Zoom mode and because of COVID, we take your calls these days via email. And the way to do that, send me an email. It's bob at com, And then put in the subject line radio question and then put in that uh, sub in the actual body of the email the question. And I'll get it on the air. Just like I'm about to do with this one. And this one, Brad, is from Jeff, who is about to sell his home, but has what looks like black mold in the ceiling below a roof valley. So he's got the valley, and inside the home, uh, I guess there's an attic of some sort, but uh, below it, black moldy. Outside, Jeff says he thinks there was a nice dam last year, 
maintenance guy says that he can put black tar in the attic to prevent the leak and water from leaking. And now, Chuck, you're going to be on this in a second. Will that solve it, Brad, from your expertise? So I don't think that that is the proper way to make that roof repair. Mm -hmm. I think you're covering up some uh, evidence of possible moisture intrusion and mold there. So Mm -hmm. I do not think that putting any material on the inside of the attic is a good idea. That's going to get called out on an inspection report. I I would rather that he talks to another roofer about actually making the uh, proper repairs in the valley itself, because he may have to end up putting a membrane in there if indeed he did have an ice dam that caused that. And and that was his next question. Who should he call to fix it? So it sounds like it should be somebody in the way of a uh, a roofer a competent yeah a competent roofer who's not suggesting a flex seal type repair in the attic and now this is where uh, chuck you're getting involved in this he asks can a buyer sue him if it's not corrected properly did he disclose it first off um if uh, certainly a buyer can take a property subject to crappy repairs okay people do that all the time they fix it up they flip it Um, but if it is hidden and it's a repair that is substandard then yeah probably uh you know come out and say hey there was this problem this is how i fixed it let the guy decide on his own whether he wants to take it but anytime you're you're covering something up or hiding it or you know, but Chuck, uh, you can build a boat with Flex Seal. Yeah, so I've seen. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, so I've can... seen. And you can get the clear Flex Seal too yeah, if you sure. don't need it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> or the tape. Yeah. So, Jeff, it's on the commercial. It, I, well, you it know. sounds like Chuck says, yes, you can be sued if it's done incorrectly. Yeah. And, and then Brad is saying, get a, a roofer who is a qualified roofer to fix it put his name on the repair and then am i right gentlemen that if something should go wrong at that point then uh, what if the next commercial is phil swift on a roof completely made of flex seal tape yeah yeah gotcha okay you know i will greg i will check my contractor list of approved contractors i don't think he's on that list so yeah i don't think so they can call my office for the real list though of roofers (laughs) that could make those repairs we're just trying to have some fun on sunday morning there we go hey well just a a thank you to all of our past clients uh who turned out turned out speaking of fun uh turned out a week ago for our a client appreciation night down at uh, Slugger Field Stadium. Stadium. Yep. Bats game. You know, I hadn't, we, we've been doing the soccer game, and they've been fun, and the new stadium is great. Uh, yep. Check out a game. But, you know, for a family fun event, the you know, walking around the ballpark and the, the casualness of a baseball game, I missed it. I, it's been a while. But and you, Greg, by the way, Greg, my shoulder still hurts though from throwing those T-shirts, though. Was, uh, yeah, oh, our, yeah, our, our, our professional T-shirt cannon. Yeah. My, my arm still hurts from throwing up that first ball. <laughs> which was a disaster. So a couple right of things, but in addition to thank you to our clients, uh, it was client appreciation night, uh, appreciation night for us. Uh, Greg's wife, Casey did a phenomenal job organizing that and putting it together. So uh, kudos to her. And then we'll be, we're putting a video together that should be out in a couple of weeks. I'll have it on Facebook. I'll send it out if you want, just if you want to see, it has a very good shot that Greg shot uh, of me throwing out that first pitch which was embarrassing. To Better say than that. Gary Delabate. I told you, all you got to do but, yeah, is no, keep yeah. it straight. Yeah. And you did. It I did. Bounced. It bounced. You know what? In the moment, 
yeah. maybe felt worse, but it was. I mean, you almost bad. It was late. It was respectable going straight down. I the just tried, I right. told him to walking up. I said, yeah. float it. Don't try to throw it too hard. Uh, he tried to easy throw said. Easier said than done. All right, we, yeah. we go back to the uh, questions. Chuck, this one is for you, and you're gonna. This is a true life story. Brad, listen and Greg, listen on this. I've changed the names on this to protect these folks. Randy and Bettina have lived in their home, and I sent Chuck a copy of this ahead of time. Hopefully, you had a chance to review this. Uh, they lived in their home for more than 30 years. They wanted to explore making a move, and they were looking on the MLS, the multiple listing service, and a house popped up, and so they called a friend of theirs who's a real estate agent to go out and see it, and they fell in love with the house, but they were very thorough thinkers, and they figured they would talk about it before making an offer. A couple of days go by, the friend who's the agent calls them and says, hey, he just heard through the grapevine that the listing agent uh, is saying another offer is coming in. And as a result, Randy and Bettina uh, better make up their mind quickly if they want the house. Well, they decided to make a strong offer that waived appraisal and inspections. There were, um, they're paying cash on top of all that. So uh, that didn't have to worry about appraisal. And the sales price apparently was extremely high. And after a couple of days went by, they realized that they jumped too quickly. And now they're stuck with buying a house that they really don't know if they want. They, they love to get out of the contract, but uh, their agent contacted another local attorney, Chuck, not you, who told them if they defaulted on the contract, they would be in for a heaping dose of hurt. So now what should they do? Chuck, your thoughts on that? Well, um, obviously, I can't give specific legal advice to these people, but in such a situation, uh, yeah, they are in for a, a dose of hurt. If, if they don't have any contingencies on this contract, it's mm -hmm. cash, no appraisal, no inspections. Uh, they're kind of stuck. I, I see this with a different twist on a fairly regular basis. We'll get to uh -huh. that in a minute. Right. But uh, yeah, if they uh, bid on the house and they walk away, the seller um, can come after, uh, will sell the house at some point. And if there's a difference uh, between the price, you say they, they paid a, um, a lot of money for it. Uh, mm -hmm. So maybe they went over value if they mm -hmm. did, and then they sell it uh, arm's length transaction to someone else. They could be sued for the difference between uh, what it actually sells for and what their contract was. In addition, now you've got some realtors who had a commission coming to them that they don't have now. Mm -hmm. uh, so the realtors could get involved and go after them for that. Um, yeah, it's, it's a problem. Uh, what I've suggested in the past is, uh, go to, if, you know, if it's fairly, you know, soon on, uh, go to the seller and say, Hey, uh, what can I do to get out of this? Um, you know, come up with a number and then, uh, get out of it that way. Now, I don't know that that will, uh, satisfy the realtors, but, uh, usually that's worked into that. Question, um, question, yeah. and I know from an ethical standpoint, there's a difference, but from a legal standpoint, does that agent who called and, and the key point in the story, putting the pressure, so to speak, oh. to say, do they have any, do they need to show any tangible proof? Is there, is there anything to say, listen, we were coerced into making a move based off of this phone call. And, and, and I, and, and I can go another way for that's the legal question. And then the other part of it is, and we always go to this is if you are the buyer and sorry to compound this and you just back out and say, we're not doing it. Mm -hmm. And now 
you want to spend time, money, and effort and play the game of who wants to the ball game, so to speak, and say who wants yeah. to blink first and say, are they going to come after me for that money and spend the legal fees? Or are they just going to put the home back on the market and then maybe go after damages down the road? Sorry, well, in, they would have to put it back in the market uh, because right. they don't have damages until they don't sell until they, it. Right, uh, so until they sell it to someone else. And then you can determine the dollar. Go, right. Do you want to right. hire the attorney to prove that you lost a couple thousand dollars? over? Uh, the, the see, that's where that's where what I've run into isn't the case. Um, okay. Now, I've litigated this a couple of times in the past um, where, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars is what we're talking about. Sure. Uh, and in yeah, today's that's, that's market. Perfect. Yeah, if you come in and you say, okay, I'm going to give you 10000 over asking price, uh, well, now you're, you've already set yourself a base because the next guy that comes in and takes asking price. Uh-huh, but is, Chuck, don't you see, it was supposed to be a multiple offer situation with another offer coming in that could have been just as good. Sorry. Right. Yeah, so yeah. let me jump I just, in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I let this go, but now, there's, so, yeah, go ahead. There's another angle that he asked about. Is the other, is the realtor who coerced yes. him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, didn't right. get, I didn't hear coercion here. What I heard yeah. was the realtor saying, hey, I heard there's another offer coming. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, that's if, well, if these people who have money yeah. to pay cash, uh, we're not dealing with unsophisticated people here. Right. Unless he inherited the money, uh, got it the old fashioned way. Yeah. Uh, then we're not dealing with unsophisticated. And you, you made a, uh, uh, a point to mention a couple of times yep. that they think these things through yep. and then all of a sudden they didn't. I mean, yep. Yep. all right. So let me yep. jump here. Now, there's yep. a, the, the reason I brought this issue up, because I think it's a very good example for every one of our listeners and friends and family of our listeners to understand that when you waive contingencies like appraisal, like inspections, that you run into a potential problem like this, especially if there's a buyer's remorse a couple of days after you don't have an inspection to fall right. back that, on. And Bob, wow. that's just the right. point. And, and Chuck said it in this market, in yep. this hot market, when that agent says the words now, is it maybe we heard there's another offer in or right, no, hold on. We so have let another me, offer coming you in. All, you all missed the suggestion. I immediately told Randy and Bettina. So let me tell you what my suggestion okay. was. You ready? And it's right here in front of your face. And I don't know what happened, but I'll follow up on this. So I said to Randy Patina, call your agent, call, have him or her call the other agent, the listing agent, and find out if that was a legitimate other offer coming in. And if so, have your listing agent, the listing agent on this, call the first potential buyer and see if they're still interested in the house and see if you can assign the contract to them. And maybe you pay a little difference if there's a difference in what the offer would have been, but it's a, a lot cheaper. Hi a little hybrid model of Chuck's go and see, yeah. go talk yeah. to the seller. Yeah. Go and talk see, to him and see if he can work that out. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I mean, keep, that, that makes sense. But yeah. in, in this particular case, if you start going and looking for blame, like Greg is suggesting, yeah. sure. uh, that, that doesn't fly. That's TV law. But I, want, uh, I wanted all of you to hear that this is this happens. And that's why we always talk about inspection, appraisal. Yeah. yeah. The big twist on this that I mentioned um, yeah. that I've run into at least three times within the last six months or so. Uh, these people are going to put up cash. They have to withdraw it from a particular account that they've mm -hmm. got it in, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. like their whatever account uh, with their stock guy. Uh, and they find out that there is a serious tax disadvantage to doing so. So that that. Bob and I were just talking about this earlier today. Yeah, so I, I just talked with my accountant about this past week. I, you're absolutely yeah. right. 
You got to you yeah. got to find out what you bought it for. The difference is about thirty percent. You're paying to Uncle Sam. Yeah, got it. Good. Exactly. Yeah. Why would you yeah. do that? Yeah. yeah. All right. So let us uh, move on, and uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got a variety of things. More questions for you. Also, we have an interesting interesting story that will probably help you save some money on selling your house. If you want to see what people are saying about us, go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com or LouisvilleZillow.com. Here with us on the air, we've got Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at 844-411-TEAM. And my son, Greg, who does our marketing photography and so much more. And you can reach me, Bob Sikoler, anytime at 376 5483. We are back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we are able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I'm constantly asked by news sources how to best navigate today's real estate market. I call the brightest agents in the business to get their input. Hi, Bob. What's going on in Louisville? Hi, Barbara. The Louisville real estate market is hotter than we've ever seen it. I'm so happy to hear that. With our exclusive marketing plan, we can get sellers top dollar right now. Get the best advice from my friend, Bob Go to WeSellLouisville.com. Be safe and smart. News Radio 840 WHAS. Bob Sekolder, the Louisville Real Estate Show, with you till the top of the hour. Still with us, thankfully, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Services. They come in as a team, and you can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. My son, Greg, who does our photography and marketing and so much more. And you can reach me, Bob Sekolder, to come out there, get your home on the market at 376-5483. And you can also use that number to go ahead and uh, get us to bring uh, buyer's agents to you to help you find a house. My thanks to Barbara Corcoran, who does a great job with Shark Tank and is a mentor and a friend. And I really appreciate what she says about us. 
Uh, update now. Bad habits that could burn down your house, Brett. I think you'll find this of uh, importance. So some dangerous scenarios. There are a variety of things that could, if you leave unchecked, could burn down your house. Uh, a note, um, my one of my circuit breakers was tripping, couldn't get it to flip on. This is a true story this past weekend. And so I started a search on that line to try to figure out what the problem was. It was an outside line. I went to where I have lights in a tree, climbed the tree a little bit on a ladder, and noticed that apparently squirrels had eaten into um, an extension cord line that went to some lights that I have hanging and frayed it. So th yep. that was where the short was. I was surprised, yeah. Brad, that the circuit breaker popped, but I had a GFCI breaker in line, and that didn't pop. So that was kind of a... a yeah, Island. well, it's yeah, because it's the GFCI would activate if there was water detected. So ah, but not different. A yeah, short. since yeah, since the squirrel wasn't uh, yeah. unless it was raining at the time the squirrel's chewing on. I don't know the GFCI would have popped. Interesting. All right, so and I'm sure that squirrel got a mouthful. All right, some yeah, things yeah. to be concerned about: misusing electrical blankets. And guys, feel free to jump in at any time. So misusing electrical blankets, neglecting appliance recalls. You may or may not think about that. Go online, do a search on your appliance to see if there are any recalls on it. Something that Brad has talked about uh, a regular basis, lingering dryer lint. Mm -hmm. And yes. there are I saw a company, you can actually have yeah. hire people to come out and they clean yeah. their, are they expensive? Uh, I don't think they're very expensive. No, they're, huh? You know, some no. of them, uh, the the duct cleaning people will also do it. But yeah, there's, there's people that yeah. that's all they do is dryer vent cleaning. Here's one that shocked me. And it makes sense though. Letting your laptop overheat, if you've kind of clogged up the ventilation fans and it's sitting, let's say, on a blanket that's on your lap while you're lying in bed, for example, and the fan's not able to circulate air, you may notice it gets hot. Well, it catch, could catch fire and could overheat, so that's uh, why yeah, I would say the lithium uh, batteries, too. You don't want to leave that. While plugged into the alley, you don't want to leave that on a flammable surface either. This one hopefully is going away, the, using the wrong wattage in a lamp. You know, it used to be we would think, okay, I could put a 60-watt bulb in a 40-watt socket. Not so good, not so smart. But now with, with LED, it's a lot better, don't you think? We're not having so much of a yeah, concern. Much, yeah, much cooler. I'm guilty of this one, using too many extension cords because I have too many things plugged into them. So, I, I, I yeah, not a good thing. Performing DYIs you're not qualified to do. Also guilty. <laughs> Mm -hmm. disregarding dust uh maybe at the bottom of the refrigerator where it overheats things like that storing batteries improperly where the nine volts can touch each other and spark and maybe guys you may be uh and then there's another part of that throwing away batteries improperly that where they could touch each other and spark ignoring uninvited guests which could be things like mm, rascals chewing wires yep. forgetting to get your chimney sweep overlooking the range hood to make sure the grease is cleaned out arranging furniture unwisely which create trips ha trip hazards and other problems leaving candles unattended that speaks for itself smoking indoors also uh, speaks for itself and stepping away from the stove while you've got something cooking on the stove that could all become problems there's one other there's one other one not covered there bob yeah uh, that we see all the time it's people who have a, a natural gas furnace or water heater in their mm -hmm. in their garage who keep their flammable uh flammable mm -hmm. cans gasoline cans close by uh, don't don't do that make make sure those cans are stored well away from any uh 
any gas appliance. Uh, just FYI, so you say gasoline cans. What about paint cans? Are they presenting a hazard as well or I, not so much? I don't know that paint cans would be, particularly uh -huh. since most are latex. But if you have paint thinners and other spirits like that, mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, you don't okay. want to keep anything flammable near those. All right, moving forward, this question coming in from an email from Helen. This is for Brad. Helen's got a basement. It looks as if it leaks. I actually sent you a picture she sent me. Yeah. So it looks like it's leaking on the concrete wall just below. And what's the structure that is right above the? So yeah, it's, uh, the the stain was just below the sill plate. And Bob, I don't know if that's an active leak. To me, yeah. that looks like something that could have even. I don't know how old the house is. Yeah. But it looks like something that even could have appeared during the construction of the home, and it's just staining on the uh, on the poured concrete. The 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 way for her to tell that is during a rainstorm, if there's any water that actually comes down, because it didn't look like there was any active leak. It looked like just an old stain. Yep. Um, you know, there are people in the city that have rust stains uh, inside their basement that just the, the iron oxides have just leached through the concrete, similar to the way the, uh, the salts will do when you get that efflorescence. That's but, what I, and she said it's not leaking currently and she no. never saw it leak. So I think you're right. right on target. I, I think it's, I think that was from the initial construction, just when the basement was exposed to the elements. Good. All right. Moving on. This one's a good one. I don't know how many of you guys had a chance to pre-read it. And so it comes from um, Kelly uh, has, pulled all the furniture out of her home after getting an offer on her home. The deal fell apart, and now she has furniture marks on the carpet where the furniture was, and she's wondering how to get rid of them. And so did any of you receive the yeah. one sheet that I sent out on it? Yeah. You want to go for it, Brad? Yeah. yeah, those are, I mean, those are furnadents, Bob. You know, that's furnadents. Furnadents, you know, that's, but no, I think the, the one of the, and I, I don't know that I would follow along with the advice about putting the ice cubes on yeah. it, but I will definitely tell you that uh, anytime you get your carpets cleaned, when uh, those furnadents will be lifted up and removed, and then depending on the type of carpet, you can almost rake those things out. They talked about maybe scraping them a little bit, mm -hmm. but you can, you can rake those and, and fluff those areas back up. The, I don't the know. The carpet's the worst. It's that's yeah. the one because that you can, the fibers on the other ones, you can kind of, you can rake them yeah. and do right. some things. I've seen the ice, heard the ice cube trick, not seen right. it in person, but, but just, I would like, just be careful about how much water you're actually putting on those because then you're creating a different kind of problem, particularly if you put your furniture back on and then it, it leaves yeah. a rust spot or a wood stain on it. But the, the, the knowledge on Google says, uh, take ice cubes, put it on Lots your carpet, on let them melt. Yeah, you can do a Google search and find this yourself and let it melt and the dents should uh, disappear. You can rake them up a little bit. All right, so good I luck. I don't understand on. that. I, I, I don't, I listen, it's the fibers. We're not carpet people. Whatever. All right. Um, let's go to this one. Chuck, Samantha is about to close on her home tomorrow, but she found new water leak stain and several others, she says, that were not disclosed in the disclosure. Can she just not go to the closing, say she's not closing? What would you suggest to her from a legal aspect? Well, if there's new water stains, you want to find out what's going on. You know, that's why you do a walkthrough. Make sure the house is in the same or better condition. Uh, normal wear and tear excluded. That's not normal wear and tear. Uh, you go to a closing, you do the deal, you've lost all leverage you have on getting that issue resolved. Uh, now, you want to take a gamble that you're going to you know, be able to take care of that yourself. Well, close your way. But otherwise, I, you know, with leaks and that sort of thing, why would you why would you risk that? Get somebody out there, tell you what it is, what it's going to cost to repair and get it taken care of. 
All right, final question here. Fred has water leak in the bedroom. He had it repaired. There's no evidence of the leak, he says, left. He says he's about to sell his house, and so this goes for both. We'll start with Brad, then go to Chuck. Does he need to disclose, and if so, why? Well, I don't know that I would necessarily be able to address that. That will let Chuck do that. But as far as the way that it's being inspected, we would be looking for any visible evidence of previous you know, water damage or moisture intrusion. If, if everything's been cleaned up, uh, you know, windows cocked, whatever the repair was, it was made, you know, fresh coat of paint, you know, we're not picking up any moisture on any of our, any of our equipment. You know, for me, it's just, they, they did an effective repair. But Chuck, should it be disposed and why? Always. Yeah, always. Because, you know, if they do find it and you, aren't quite the DIY guru that you think you are, uh, then you could run into some trouble. Uh, there's never any harm to saying, at least legally, uh, saying that, uh, hey, there was a leak. I repaired it. This is how I repaired it. Haven't had a problem with it since. Got it. All right. We're out of time. My thanks to Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team. You can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. Also, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach Chuck at 499-6360. And my son, Greg, does our marketing, photography, and so much more. Thank you guys all for being here. And you can reach me anytime on my cell phone at 376-5483. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.